Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ed, how are you, man? How was uh, how, was, how was Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good, man. It was good. I'm I'm not even wobbling around. I, I actually <laughs> I actually showed um, some restraint. I, I did. I survived. How about you? Uh, same. I did not show restraint. I had a good time. Uh, there was a lot of wheeling me out of where I was just to get me back home. But but I'm doing okay now. I think I've recovered in a few days. Good for you. Good for you. That, that's the thing. I mean, you don't you don't want to limp into the holidays. That's what most people do. You end up limping into it because um, Thanksgiving normally beats most of us ahead. But hey, I survived it. There you go. But you, you got time. Just know, bounce back. Bounce back this week. That's what we got to do. Big bounce back week for the 49ers, too, as uh, we welcome you here to Believe in 49ers on the Believe Podcast Network. You know him. He's Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis. And I am Eric Pesolano stepping in for Rashawn Haylock this week. So glad you could join us. And, you know, three games in a row. Couldn't get anything, ask for anything better than for a walk-off field goal yesterday at SoFi Stadium. Niners, first visiting team to win in that stadium against the Rams. They'll have that forever, E.D. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And the Rams will get to wear it forever. But it's the same old Rams, man. It's the same old Rams. I never worry about Ram week. And as long as you go out and do what you're supposed to do, you can always beat them because they know that they are the little brother. They know it. So I, I was happy to see that one happen. So they would always have to, the Niners, more so than um, you know, the history of being the first visiting team to win there, is just getting a win um, against a, a good football team. And the Rams are a good football team. Getting a win against a good football team, I think it's only building for next year. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at this one. Yeah, four games in a row the Niners have taken down the Rams. Like you said, you see those colors. Sometimes you just don't have to worry about Ram week. I'll tell you what else you don't have to worry about. And I got a good story here as we talk about the podcast being presented to you by Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Here's the story I'm talking about. Betting online is a lot easier for me because I actually won a parlay. I was the only one amongst my buddies to do so in Vegas. Uh, I think it was last December. And you know what happened? I lost my ticket. Oh. And, yeah. I, you know, everything eventually got squared away, but what a pain it was. But, it, you know, if you go to bet online, you don't got to worry about all that paper. It's all tracked for you. So from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. That's a true story, by the way. Oh, I hope that never happened. Your, oh, ever. You lost your ticket. 
I lost my ticket. Oh, oh you, but no, no. It's one thing to lose a ticket. You lost a winning ticket. I lost a winning ticket. Yeah, yeah. That oh, was. Oh you know, my goodness. It was it was harrowing <laughs> for a few weeks, but we got it all squared away. I ended up getting what I deserved anyway. Oh, okay. Good, good for you then. Well, then in that case, you didn't lose it. I don't well, know how I feel about that story. Yeah, that's true. But let me tell you, that month and a half before I got it, oh. So you lost. So you didn't lose money. You didn't lose the ticket. You lost sleep. Yes, which, you know, <laughs> it can, in some cases may even be worse. Absolutely. Let's talk about game balls this week. Of course, 49ers win 23-20 at SoFi Stadium against the Rams. EDL, I'll let you have the floor first. Who gets your game ball for this week? Oh, well, um, can I go offense or defense? Or do a, can, can we, are we giving one? You can, you or, can do both. Or we give it two. Well, well you, you know what? No, this is what I'm going to do. This is, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to give – a game to two guys. I got two balls, and they're both on defense. If you remember the breakout run in the second half um, where the Rams pop through, things are gone, could be gone, and then you see this guy running, running down the, um, you know, chasing down the running back. Mm. That was Jason Verrett. Um, and why am I giving him a, a, um, a game ball, this effort play? I wanted to give one to Jason Verrett because of two things I saw him play. Jason Verrett and the other guy, Richard Sherman. Um, not for the interception, but for coming back. Just the, the mindset of how you have to play right now and not giving up on that particular play. That ended up, they, they ended up keeping him out of the end zone on that drive as well. But uh, Jason running him down. Uncle Sherm, that everyone keeps telling, I keep hearing everyone say he's too old to play and you need to move on from Sherm. The two guys that chased down this, this, um, this run, inevitable touchdown, if not for them, were those two players that I think you need to move forward from. And that effort, that type of, of focus, um, that type of finish is what you have to have and what you have to build on if you're trying to establish a consistent winner, if you're trying to establish a championship team. You got to have guys that don't just talk it, but they play that way at that level and put that type effort in all the time. And I think that that was big on the what it means to wear the colors. That you saw those two guys, the the bad knees, the injuries, the older players, be the ones to chase down a player, um, as opposed to just watching it and saying we'll get them on the next series. I love that, and and you know, for me. I, I guess the the easy one is to give it to Debo, right? The Debo. way he played. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was snatching chains. Debo was out there taking bikes and snatching chains. Yes. 11 catches, 133 yards, both career highs uh, for Debo in his first game back. You know, it's amazing how much different this team looks when the guys who are out all that time come back in just the first game. First couple <laughs> plays, you see how different they look. And, you know, of course, Nick Mullen's out there doing, doing what Nick he's – Nick Mullen things. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, both good and bad. There's, mm -hmm. there's no two ways about it. But for me, my game balls also came on the defensive side. And I, oh, I got to okay. give it to – you said Jason Verrett was, was a guy who wasn't talked about too much yesterday on the broadcast. I look into those things. I, I know people don't, don't like to listen too closely to what everybody has to say, but they're professionals too. Um, for me, boy, Kevin Givens yesterday uh, – hmm. You know, had the fumble recovery on the, the uh -huh. first the first takeaway, and then he's the one who got into Jared Goff's face 
that led to the Javon Kinlaw interception return for a touchdown, which was Agreed. a huge yeah. boost for the defense. So a guy they didn't talk too much about yesterday, Kevin Givens for me, uh, is my game ball winner. And an honorable mention to Kerry Hyder, too, had a couple of sacks yesterday. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, you, you know what? I, I like I like that. I like what, what I was seeing in the defensive line uh, because uh, these guys understand that you have to have players on the D to front to be good. Guys got to just win their one-on-one you have your next level guys playing, but this experience is going to help. That's why I'm not even really freaking out about this season. I'm not concerned about this season. These are not the Niners. This is not this club that was assembled <laughs> to play this season. So um, with that revenge tour nonsense, this is not the club that's playing. So seeing those big boys up there, you know, taking advantage of their one-on-ones when they don't have tough duty, I like that because guess what's going to happen? You, you, the confidence comes from doing, and these guys are going to be comfortable and know, you know, Hyder's going to know I can make a play. I, I know I can make a play. So now you got to decide that if, if you're going to leave me one-on-one 60 70% of the time, I'm going to make a whole lot of plays because you better double Joey. Uh, you better Jordan, uh, double Nick Bosa when he comes back. So that, that's, what makes it, that's what makes it all good. So I, I, I'm just looking at how things can move down the road. And, and Hyder is definitely, you know, you, you look at these guys, it's definitely a part of the future. So I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I feel good. I do. I really do. Especially after beating the Rams. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, they improved to five and six now. Just a game out of a playoff spot. Uh, it'd be unfair of us not to talk about the offense, though, and, and see what's going on over there. Do Let's we have start- to? I, you know, I think everybody's expecting us to say a word or two about it. Then we can we can get okay. out of their hair. Let's uh, Let's we'll start brief. At, we'll start at the quarterback position. How how you think Nick handled handled everything yesterday? Um, Nick does. I I think he he played like Nick. Nick is going. There's. Uh, I'm not in and I'm not in the Nick bashing crowd, but nor am I in the. Nick should be the um, starting quarterback, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo bashing crowd. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's the best quarterback. Jimmy wins football games. It's not even the, – the other two guys aren't even a close second um, or third. It doesn't matter what place you want to put CJ and Nick in. But Nick came in, and he's capable of um, – when he sees it, when, he, when there's a rhythm, he's going to throw the ball um, between the numbers. Uh, he's not consistent because – as you see, when he is under center, they play the game in an 18-yard box, mm-hmm. period. I mean, the game is played in an 18-yard box, and most of the passes are going to come between the numbers. So defensively, I, I, I can tell you right entire life he'd have a good day against. <laughs> it's just not. He, re, reason being, just like I say, I see this is what they do. This is how this offense has to be run. You're going to throw quick screens. You're going to throw slant routes. You're going to run curls, and you're going to run that deep over route. That's it. I'm not even going to worry about you throwing the ball over my head because you can't, you can't throw the ball over my head. You can't throw the ball far enough to make a big play over my head because your arm is not strong enough. I'll run it down. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? I'm going to, I'm going to sit in a chair at 20 yards, ready to come downhill on everything you throw. And my entire secondary, I'm not lying. We would have sat in the meeting rooms like, okay, this kid has a problem doing this. So we, we are not – this is what he likes to do. We are not going to let him throw these. So with that being said, going through that whole deal, um, Nick 
he did enough to win the game. He got the ball out of his hand to the guys that could make plays. We already, you already brought up Debo. And, I mean, Debo was out there just riding his bike, you know, through the neighborhood. Well, it wasn't his bike. He keeps taking bikes. But it's what Debo does. And, and that's, that's Mick. I, you know, I probably said more than I needed to say on that subject. <laughs> but, but that's it. And now he also had um, Mostert back, which helps because when you have speed in the backfield, and that's the thing about Kyle's offense, his running game, when people like the offensive line's not, not good and you need to take care of this guy. And McClinchy's, you know, everyone's like, get rid of McClinchy. I was like, okay, now this is the other thing. So you have to, you had um, the speed back. So you have that one cut downhill and break ability when that's there, the backers, everyone has to pay attention to that. So now this run action is going to open up some of those windows for Mullins. He took advantage of it um, in certain opportunities. He scared us all with a few throws, but, End of the day, W, got the ball out, made the plays, got the final drive in to set up the field goal, which is why he's on the roster. So, good day for Mullins, in my opinion. You got the W. Yeah, that's that's all they try to do when they go out there every week. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned not being able to, to go deep and throw that deep ball. A lot of the big plays they get come at the line of scrimmage, and I think that's more where you miss a guy like George Kittle blocking on the outside yeah he's got the big playability he makes a bunch of big catches when they need him to those are going to come later in the game mm -hmm. but you know losing that blocking ability on the outside is just so invaluable especially when the backup quarterback is in and he's got to try to find a way to win and and one other thing that stood out to me is it seems like it's becoming more common not that it's common but more common for a team to turn the ball over three times and still win I don't remember that being a regularity. And now all of a sudden we see, like we did yesterday, they turned the ball over three times, but the defense took it away four times and they're yeah. able to squeak one out. That, well, 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 that's just it. That's what you so It's common um, you, if you get those turnovers as well. As long as it's a push, if both, if both clubs are getting them, that's it. But if you, if you turn the ball over three times and, and the opposition doesn't turn it over at all, you're probably going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so that, that's the thing about it. When you have, when you have um, a defense that's getting the ball, you have to take advantage of those things. Now, um, I, I know, you, you, you know, my, my brother on this podcast all the time, he goes crazy. He go, I mean, Rashawn goes crazy <laughs> when they don't score. That's one of his biggest pet peeves of not scoring when the team gives you a turnover. And that's, that's really the issue. And, and the defense did a good job of that, of, of just going out and saying that those turnovers don't have anything to do with me. And that's a certain mindset that you have to have being on the opposite side of that. You have to get to a point to where you're not, work, you're not walking out there where you're concerned with if they turn it over on your side of the field, plus territory, negative territory, you don't care. You're, you're just going out. That has nothing to do with us. And really, I remember huddles that I was in where it really was, it was said. You'd walk in and you'd have a safety or a linebacker or myself, someone like, just tell them, like, guys, that ain't got nothing to do with us. That's nothing to do with us. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let's get off the field. And, and that's how the defense played yesterday. So um, you, you're right. There are more turnovers in the game now 
um, part of that is because there's more passing in the game. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get more turnovers um, in that, in that case. Uh, but that stat, um, I, I still think that that's a, that's a huge one in wins and losses, but I can't disagree with you on that on that point. You're, you're right. It's not, it's not the death sentence that it used to be because of the passing game the way it is now. Right, right. And you talked about Rashawn Harpin about turning turnovers into points. The defense yesterday said, fine, if you can't do it, we'll do it ourselves with Kinlaw having that interception return for a touchdown. Yeah. The other three turnovers led to zero points. Niners 28th yeah. in the league in that category this year. And, and that's, that's a problem. And, and I, I agree with them on that because you, you look at it, if you take advantage, if you get some points off of those, you, you, I, I mean, you win more games right now. The Niners, even with all the injuries, with everything's going on, I think that there's a way that you could look at this and say, I, I mean, I know easily there are two games that they, they could have won um, that, that you could put into the win column, losses where they didn't take advantage of some turnovers, and probably more if we really sat down and, and analyzed it, you know, to the nth degree. Um, but you, you have to you have to offensively be able to get that done. But you also have to know that this is what's really happening. And what's really happening is that they don't have the offensive pop, firepower. So you have to have days like that defensively. You have to come out there with the mindset that you can't give up anything. The pressure's on the defense. You can't give up anything. And even with the injuries on that side of the ball, I think they've been doing a pretty good job defensively of trying to keep the team into games until the offense can find some type of rhythm. And I already talked about it's very difficult on the offense. It's it's difficult on the play caller on the offense when the guys actually executing it have to play. They have to play within an 18-yard bubble. They have to because the quarterback can't do anything outside of that bubble. It's a real thing. I'm, 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 it's a real thing. So if people are talking about the lack of innovation in Kyle and, and is he really this genius and, and why doesn't he do this and why doesn't he open up the offense and why isn't he throwing the ball down the field? He can't. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that he sees it, people. He sees what you see. He doesn't have those guys on the roster. That's not what they do. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's, that's why I said before, I'll say it again, that's why they didn't go and get a 4-2 guy in the 40. They don't have a guy with a 4-2 arm. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if a guy can outrun everybody. Tariq Hill on the 49ers is not the same guy because you don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball 70 yards. So it doesn't matter if you're five yards behind me. I said it earlier in this, in this pod right now. If I'm playing against Mullins, I'm looking for the ball. I'm not worried about you throwing the ball over my head. Mm-hmm. I'm fast enough to get to the ball. If you throw it deep, I'm going to go get it because you can't throw that far. So, um, don't even know how I got onto this. Don't let me <laughs> run off on rest like this, man. I'm, I'm new to this. I'll learn as we go along. <laughs> That's all I know. What we do know is that uh, the offense got to clean it up a little bit. We got a sponsor here that knows a little something about cleaning up, don't we, E.D.? Yeah, we, you know what we most certainly do um, in 2020, this entire year, there's, a, there's so much plenty cleaning up that needs to be done. Uh, we can start go back to the beginning of the year, but I'm just going to stick where we are right now. Thanksgiving, you clean up the dishes, you eat all this food, everyone's getting full off the turkey. We were talking about that earlier. And what, as, as that belly swells, as the waistline gets bigger, it gets much more difficult to clean up down below the waist, your junk, man, your man area. 
you know, your, your, your pocket sweater. You got to fix all of those pieces. And Manscaped is here with the best grooming experience you can possibly imagine. They know that it's going to be hard to see what's happening down there as the belly swells from all the Christmas cookies and all this holiday cheer, eggnog, and everything else that you got going on that you're for. So they're nick-proof, ball-safe, and nothing is going to happen to you. And because you are a valued listener, you guys can call in and get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code ERIC at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code E-R-I-C. 2020, we are about to beat it, but go out in style. If you're gonna hang up all the jingle bells, you gotta make certain that you're taking care of the jingle balls. Manscaped.com. Oh, well done. I love it. It's the holiday season. This is the Believe in 49ers (laughs) podcast. Don't forget to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you listen to podcasts. Get involved with the show, too. You can give us your thoughts on Twitter. You can hit up ED at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram at underscore bump and run. I am at Eric underscore Pesolano on both Twitter and Instagram. You're going to have to figure out how to spell my last name, although I'm pretty sure it'll, <laughs> it'll show up somewhere. How do we get that Manscaped code switched to E-R-I-K instead of E-R-I-C? Uh, well, you yeah. spelled it wrong, so I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I, I mean, it's one of those things. I, I, I mean, it's, I, I'm sorry, E. I, I mean, I can <laughs> fix that for you. Just S-C. Oh, goodness. It's an eraser thing. Oh, good. Everybody else <laughs> turns it into a C as, as it is. It might as well just be that way. All right, moving on. We talked about the big win. <laughs> This past weekend for the 49ers. Next up, well, we know they're supposed to play the Buffalo Bills where and when still up in the air. Of course, Kyle Shanahan uh, expressing his disapproval with the Santa Clara County in his postgame press conference after the game on Sunday, finding out that all contact sports in the county are prohibited until at least December 21st. And they found out pretty much on the plane on the way to LA uh, the other day. And, you know, one of the things he was talking about was what the team had to deal with there with all the families that were traveling, that he was just getting inundated with, with inquiries on what is going to happen for the rest of not just this week, but this month. And with all that going on, I think he said 18 hours leading up to game time, the team had to deal with this. So even more impressive of a win if you think about it. But, ED, I know this is – we're in unprecedented times right now, but with everything going on, how was this team able to pull it together? Um, well, it's what you do. I've said from the start going into it, you know – how would I handle it? I said I would have handled it the same way I handled every other season. I, I, I mean, I spent 10 years of me playing in the NFL. I spent more time around my teammates than I ever did with my family. Yeah. Um, especially during football season. I mean, I mean, you that's all you're doing. I'm, I'm a, you're, you're really neglecting your family. I mean, I, mean, I had a coach. I remember George Seifert one, at one point. I'll never forget. He was like, guys, I love my family. He, he literally said this one day at a meeting. He said, I love my family. Um, I'm sure you guys love your family. Said, but I just want you guys to know this right now. He was like, F your family. Um, 
Hmm. Um, and I'm doing the same with mine. He was like, we'll make it up to him later. We'll make it up to him in the off season. Right now, our focus has to be on this. Our focus has to be on winning a championship. Our focus has to be on getting better each and every day. We don't have time to put energy into anything other than that. It's too difficult to do what we do if we're not completely in on it. So F everybody else outside of this building. And that's, and that's kind of the mindset that you have as a ball player, as ugly as that sounds. Um, so dealing, dealing with this and being around the guys, um, that's, that's one of, that's, that's just a part of it, but it's something that you're accustomed to. The added issue with this one is that I can take something out of this building and harm my family. Because mm-hmm. all the dangers that I signed up for as a player, that was me. Yeah, I know I can go out there and break my neck and, and get hurt playing this game or lose my life. I know that, but that's a risk that I decided to take. Now I can go home and possibly do that to my family. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's the extra added part of it. But now, um, outside of that, the inconvenience of practicing at a different place, the inconvenience of moving around, all of these things that are about to happen, I'll be honest, as a player, I didn't care, man. I didn't care. And I'm just speaking for myself, but I didn't care. If you told me I had to practice, and remember now, I'm also a guy that came up from, I'm, you know, I'm a Southern kid that, that comes from a small town in the South. You know, football's a religion. You played on the dirt fields, and you grow up playing on rocks and everything else. Um, I went to a Division II school. We didn't have, we didn't have these facilities like Clemson and, and, you know, the University of Alabama and all this stuff, because that, that is a pro team. Their, their, their facilities are better than any professional team. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't have those things. So wherever you say practice, I practice. And most of the players, I still think at this day, even though they're accustomed to nice things, if they just want to get their work in and be in position to just do the things that they do on Sunday. Um, I don't think the outside influences are as great as everyone thinks that they are uh the only issue is keep it fair why did why you know why do you cancel it is weird why do you cancel pittsburgh baltimore but you let the 49ers play without um starters if you you know so it's just that's the only part of it that would really get into um get under my skin Mm-hmm. I, I would really, I would really worry about that. But the other part of it, I, it's not that big a deal to me. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it? Well, we saw Raheem Mostert get emotional in the post-game press conference the other day too about possibly having to to skip out on on being with his family for for the holiday season. You know, obviously, I've not been in that position before. I'd imagine the rescheduling of the game would probably affect a team more than having to, you know, move your practice to a different facility or move your game to a different facility. Uh I think the timing aspect is probably the most important thing. However, if they're pushing it back enough days, you're probably going to get your same amount of practice time in. We don't know what the case will be, you know, coming up Monday night when, when Buffalo is scheduled to come to town. We don't know if the game's going to be outside the county, but still in the state. Don't know if they might move to Texas. Don't know if they might move to Arizona for their remaining home games. Maybe the uncertainty is is more anything, but I, I think you bring up a, a good point. 
to me, if you're a player, just go do what they tell you, right? You're, you're out there to do a job. Just do what you need to do and figure out a way to get a win, no matter where, when, or how. Get out there and get that W. That's, that's why you're there. And I'd imagine that's what you want to do. Look, just tell me where to be, tell me what time to be there, and let's go to work. And that's just kind of how you have to deal with it. And that's, that's how ball players are wired. I mean, that's just what it is. You're, you're accustomed to saying, this is what needs to be done. Um, and the difference between the lower level of sports professional sports is that once you get to the pros, they stop telling you how to do it. You learn that as you become a veteran, as you become a solid pro, you understand that, oh, they're going to tell me what to do. It's not like high school and college when they're going to say how it needs to get done. So as far as you say, the movement and all these things and where we practice and the logistics of it all, some of that may be a little different, you know, as opposed to me driving to work, I might have to get on a bus. I might have to, you know, I may have to do all of these things. There, there are certain things that are going to be a little different. But at the end of the day, this is the job I need you to do on Sunday. And you got to you got to figure out how to get in your film, how to get in your reps, how to get in all of the things that you need to understand your opponent so that you can go play. And, and that's it. That's the job that has to be done. And you can't sit here and say that it's not fair. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Fair is, is so irrelevant in sports. It doesn't matter. You, got, you have to go out and get it done because that's what you were. That's, that's the week. You know, game week, these are the things that you have to deal with. So if you need to leave, you need to leave. Um, I, I, I remember, what, the 94? Um, I, I, it started raining. And I, I don't know, was that 93 or 94 where it started raining? And, I mean, it rained damn near every day. Probably started like, it was just raining all the time. So we, we've had to practice in the rain and the mud and everything else every single day. Nobody cared. <laughs> nobody cared that we were slopping around and sloshing around and we didn't care either we we didn't i mean up and i think that was 94 because i think we ended up going to arizona to practice the week before the the championship before we played the cowboys in the nfc championship we that week we actually got to practice on some dry ground ground where we they flew us all to arizona and we and put us up over there and he put us up in a really nice place too it was it was actually a really fun week <laughs> uh, we didn't have to practice in the rain. It was great. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but those are just, that's, you know, you had to get out there and slop around and slide around and all these things. And like the first couple of days, you're just like, okay, but then it's raining every single day. And you're like, it's just part of it. And the field's torn up. So, so you're playing in the mud and on this messed up field and all these things, but we just practice because you can't control. Um, yes, you're going to miss your family. I understand that. I always missed my family. I still say as as an adult male, as an adult, I spent, I look back at the time I was in training camp and I cracked up one day and I was like, I spent over a year of my life locked up in a dorm room or a hotel room or something like that uh, with an 11 o'clock curfew (laughs) 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 by myself. Um, because that was just the rule. Is it necessary? No, but that's just what they do. I mean, I, I did. I, I spent over a year of my life, like I was in jail or something. I'm locked up, but, you know, 11 o'clock, shut it down, like I'm on work release. But that's, that's, that's the game. Um, 
yes, this is this is it's different for these guys. Um, but I get it. My first training camp was seven weeks and two days. I I didn't have my family. I didn't have anything. We were isolated. We were locked up. Like I say, we were in in camp. The guys won't have to be locked up that long. So it's not like you're going to lose your life if you're not around. Your family's your family. They have these inventions now where you can look at look at FaceTime on your phone and you can zoom on your computer. So you get to see everybody. We didn't have that. You were just locked up. Back to this this crowd at hand. I uncomfortable. Yes. This is just a different type year. All the injuries, everything going on. This right here, having to move the facilities. Uh, fortunately, I think there are enough places in the Bay that they can figure out spots to practice um, and even play. And without having the crowds involved anyway, a change of venue playing is not a big deal. And it's not like Levi, the field of jeans hasn't been this, um, it hasn't been this warm, welcoming, welcoming winning place for them this season anyway. So I don't, you know, I'm not to sound insensitive, but I think you can handle all the other aspects of um, the, you know, what this COVID situation is, is bringing for the team right now. Yep, they're going to have to deal with whatever whatever comes their way. But I also think it would be absolutely hilarious if they're able to pick up a quote-unquote home victory at uh, either State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, or AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. I mean, why, why do they need to even, even go that far? Why can't they just play at one of the stadiums? I mean, is it a scheduling issue? They can't play with, at one of the stadiums right there in um... – in the Bay? You know, I, I, I'm with you. The only thing I can think of is maybe they don't have enough time to get the fields ready. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, you know, the Coliseum, I don't even know in, in Oakland if the, the football field is still laid down there anymore. Oh, well, that one I understand. I understand. But, but the thing about football is that all you really need is the field. And I know what they're talking about from a production standpoint and security and all this stuff. It's not that difficult. I don't know. I, I just don't see all right, let's move on to, uh, to the next topic that I know you're going to hate talking about, but uh, I just want to slip this one in here before we, before we get <laughs> off the show. Uh, the playoff picture uh, in the NFC. Niners just one game out of a playoff spot. I know the fan base is hoping. and I, I know a, a few shows ago you were uh, somebody sent in a question asking about the playoffs, and um, you, your reasoning was for what? What, what? What's the point of going to the postseason? I... I was that really was was that really my reasoning um <laughs> I, I, I just i just look at it this way this this um team is not healthy enough to this is this is not a playoff team it's, it's not a playoff team this is not a contender um can you make the playoffs yes um someone from the nfc east is going to make the playoffs are they a contender <laughs> no no um, am I am I okay with the way the system is set up? Yes. So I'll get into that. And I don't like this thing where people are like, well, no one from the NFC East should make it. No, no, you should. The system is set up. You win your division, you get in. That's that's the thing. I don't care. So I don't care if you are a ten win team and you don't make it. I don't care if you're eleven win team and you don't make it because you finished second in your division. You should have won. If it was ten, you should have won eleven. 
If it was 11, you should have won 12. You knew going in what you had to do. So yep. I'm okay with that. But I, I, whoever is the fifth seed is going to be happy because it's almost like they're going to get a week off. The Niners aren't a championship caliber team as currently assembled with the injury. So the playoffs, yeah, the numbers are there. And, yes, you are technically in the hunt. Uh, and everyone, like, you got to get into the playoffs to win a championship. That's true. But you got to be good. And, and, and the defensively, who's going to be there with the injuries and, and coming back and all these things? You don't have the pieces there. So I, I'm still – I don't care about the playoffs this year. I don't care. I, it be, I'm, I'm looking at this team moving forward. The evaluation for next year has started, in my opinion. That, that's, that's how I'm looking at Who's going to be on this roster? How are things are going to be? What's the mindset and the standard that's going to be set? Because – um, you can't have this constant ebb and flow um, of the level of expectation if you are truly trying to build a contending championship caliber team. And that's, that's what I want to see right now. I want to see these guys go out and perform well and win. Yes, I want to see them win every week, but I don't think that they ha have the players. And then I'm going to shut up and let you talk for a little bit right here. I don't think – I don't think that they have the players healthy um, to have enough juice to actually make the playoffs, to win these games going out, because they may have to win every game moving forward. I don't think they can do that. What say you? Yeah, I, I would love to see them make the playoffs just from a standpoint of, you know, we're fans. We want to see them play in a postseason yes. game, and I, I think it would be it would be great for Nick Mullins to have a chance to play in a playoff game, just to get him even more experience. And yeah, maybe he'll get shelled in a wild card well, I, round I, game. Why? Why does Nick Mullins need more time to well, explain that to me? You say you would like to see him so that he can have more experience playing. Why? You have the experience here, and I don't. But the playoffs are a different beast, right? I, I just, I just think it would toughen him up even a little bit more. I, I, the mentality in the back of your mind that oh, I'm just out here to carry the water until you know Jimmy gets back. I, I don't love that idea. I, I why not have him go out there and and hopefully get himself into a postseason game and see how much more rigorous it is to go out there against these these playoff contenders now. Going back to your point about the remainder of the schedule, looking at Buffalo coming up, and we'll talk about this uh, on the next show, but Buffalo's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. uh, Washington, Dallas, yeah, you, you probably take both of them down, maybe, uh -huh. you know, to uh -huh. see how you play. So now you you're, looking at, you're looking at seven and seven at that point, and then Arizona and Seattle. Maybe, maybe if you play well enough, you split those two games, and you're at eight and eight. Is that enough? It's probably not enough. The extra... No. The extra playoff yeah. spot helps, and it makes it more likely. But I, I, I don't see it happening. I, I, I think it would be nice for him to get some playoff experience, but I, I'm with you. I, I just I don't think I can see it happening. As you say, it's, it would be nice for him to get to on my list. It would be nice for him to get some playoff experience. I don't really care uh, because I don't really see him being on the squad next year. I don't see the reason. Okay. I don't see the reasoning. I, 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 don't see the, I, I just don't see the reasoning for Nick Mullins to be your backup quarterback. I've seen what you can do. I've seen it. I've seen you. You've had multiple opportunities to come in and show what you can do. And the thing is not about being a placeholder. Uh, it, it's do, do you have a starter's mentality or do you have a backup's mentality? Uh, say, say what you want to say, his play. 
This is, this is no knock on the man. I don't know Nick personally. I'm just looking at what he puts on film. His play tells me that he has the mentality of a backup. What I've seen him put on film, with the, the personality he has shown, t- tells me that he is a backup. There's no one that's shown love like the backup quarterback of a franchise when he comes in and he plays well. Uh, but if things go wrong, then, and you were talking about this placeholder, if things go wrong, well, guess what? It's, it's not me. I'm just a backup. Yeah. But I've seen, I've seen the ebb and flow so dramatically for this guy that it lets me know you are a backup. And that's the difference. It's not talent. It's consistency. That's the difference. I don't see the reason. Nick has shown me that he can't do it consistently enough when you need your guy, if your quarterback goes down. So why am I keeping him here? That's the only reason I have a backup. Can you come in and do the job effectively? That's why. That's, 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 your, that's your role. Everyone has a role on a football team. you got to have one. You can't just, you, you're, you're not just going to be hanging around. So that's, that's the thing. That's why I don't see him being there. As far as 8-8, eight and eight, if they get 8-8, eight and eight, I think that's a hell of a coaching job with all of these injuries. Yep. I think 8-8 eight and eight would be tremendous. I, I, I mean, I, I really do. I, I kind of feel like 7-9 and nine, – Eight and eight, nine and seven. It's all. It's all a thing. In in my opinion, a team a team that's six and ten is no different than a team that's nine and seven. You're you're an average ball club, and what got you from um, six and ten to nine and seven? There have it's a, a couple of coaching decisions in there here and there, and that's what I I think. If this team with these injuries get to eight and eight, I'll be pleasant surprised if they get to 8-8 I don't see that happening but I'm also I'm also very very excited about things moving forward because I I think that there are things being done even like yesterday I think that there are things and I think um, from a coaching standpoint I think they were very well coached uh, first half I think um, the way things went and played throughout that game uh, I saw a difference in the coaching staff from the previous week against the Saints with some of the decision-making and, and, and um, just how they handle uh, And I think all of those things are going to only build the faith in the players and the coaching staff, which is huge. you got to believe in the system. A lot of different systems, but you got to believe it. If you, don't, if you don't believe what you're doing is, is going to work, it's not going to work. And those are the things that you have to start. You have to start getting to, and 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 players will start understanding that the coaching staff is not setting them up, and and that we are all on the same page. And when you have a coaching staff that you believe that they they get it, they're not putting you in those situations. When you see something wrong, you can talk to them. They talk to you. I think it's gonna it's gonna be really big for them moving forward down down the road. I, I, I'm I'm actually excited about it and I, and I keep saying I've said it I'm gonna say it again um I cannot wait to see how this offseason plays out and how healthy everyone gets moving forward um because I pity the fool that bets against the Niners next year yeah I, as long as they stay healthy I think uh, you're you're looking at the favorites in the NFC that's look I've been a fan my whole life I that's just how I feel completely uh, unbiased opinion to be honest with you uh, especially watching, you know, you get a few guys back uh, against the Rams on Sunday and, and look what they do. Was it a perfect game? Heck no, it wasn't. It was not a perfect game, but it was better. And, and they got the W, and, and that's the most important thing. That is Super Bowl champion 
Eric Davis. ED, thanks for talking with me this week, man. Oh, no, no problem, man. I talk too much. Next time, I'm just going to just stay quiet and let you talk. I like it the other way around. I don't got to do a whole lot. This, you're making my job really, really easy. Remember, you can head over to Twitter to give your thoughts. Our Twitter handles, I'm at Eric underscore Pesolano on both Twitter and Instagram. You can hit up ED at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and at underscore Bump and Run on Instagram. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. We're going to preview the Buffalo Bills game coming up next week. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.